All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of All Our Friends Are Brainwashed. Um, tonight, it is just me flying solo without Julian. Um, I have a fam- family friend on who is coming to talk about some different political ideas about things that have been going on in the world. Um, so we're going to dive into talking about COVID to finish up the last episodes that Julian and I did, because I know we touched on that. Um, hey, Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing great. So, um, what are your what are your thoughts on you know on everything that's going on right now? Oh my goodness! Um, I guess my big thought is that um, I'm really worried about what's going on right now. Um, I never thought that I would see the kind of things in my lifetime that we have going on now um, that are potentially, that could potentially end our country as we've known it. Mm -hmm. Scott, if you don't mind me asking, when did you really get into this kind of stuff? Like, did you have a specific moment where you really woke up or were you always kind of, you know, very conservative, very right-leaning? No, I wasn't. Um, you know, there's, there's an old saying that comes to mind. Um, if you're not a Democrat when you're 20, you have no heart. And if you're not a Republican when you're 30, you have no mind. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of is a little bit of a truism. And, you know, what that means to me is, what, and it was the way it was with me, uh, when you're young, you tend to be liberal um, and inclined that way naturally. Uh, somewhere along the line, you start, a lot of people, start becoming aware uh, and get a little experience behind them. And they realize a lot of the things that they were taught and just accepted um, aren't really the way the world works. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I, I guess... Uh, I voted for Clinton the first time he ran in 92. Uh, By 96, I had gone through, I'd really gotten concerned and, you know, invested myself to know a lot of things about politics. And that was the last time I ever voted Democrat. So did you kind of start doing a lot of research and stuff at that point? Um, you know, it was, 
everything for me. I did a lot of reading. I've always been uh, really into history um, all the way back as far as I can remember. Um, of course, you know, listening. Back then, the media was much more uh, or less agenda-driven. You could really get a lot of proof out of media. Um, and just talking to people, um, just taking in the whole spectrum of information that was out there, I just, you know, immersed myself in it, and uh, it became uh, of interest to me. Yeah. So what what do you think about, I mean, I know we're going to get into the media and COVID and, you know, a whole lot of things tonight. Um while we're already on the subject of the media, uh, what are your what are your thoughts and observations about how the media's agenda is really um, anchored towards today with all the COVID going on and you know with the election and everything? Yeah, um, you know historically the media has always leaned left, mm-hmm. um, but for the majority of my life, they still um, tried to stay within, for lack of a better term, the bounds of good taste. Mm -hmm. They would report everything. And of course, it it was slightly tilted to the left, but you could still basically get the proof out of the story. Right. That's all gone. All gone. Today, uh, the vast majority of the media is completely agenda-driven, and it's effectively an arm of the Democrat Party, a propaganda arm, where every single bit of information that comes through the media in whatever form it takes is designed for a purpose in The purpose is anything other than informing people of the truth about what's going on. So why do you think so many people are so um, quick to really, you know, watch the news and watch what's going on and really take it as complete truth without really questioning anything? Do you think that, you know, that society has kind of had a, a long time coming of brainwashing people to get to that point? Well, you know, it's it's human nature to desire knowledge and want to know what's going on. Um, And you only have so many outlets to turn to to find out what's going on. Uh, We're in a big transition stage now in our culture where people are still clinging to that old idea of, I can somewhat trust the news on my TV or radio or what I hear on the internet or wherever they get their information. There's still a little layover from the old days where it was trusted. You know, now a lot of people have completely, you know, awakened to the reality that it's all BS now. Um, and people have gravitated 
sport now it's so split now into left and right outlets. Uh, people on the left gravitate to their CNN and NBC and whatever it may be, and people on the right go to their talk radio or Fox News, which is becoming even more liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like people are in echo chambers just listening to what fits their preconceived notions. Um, and, I mean, everybody doesn't fit into one box like that, mm-hmm. but that probably describes the majority of people. Well, I think there's probably a lot of people, too, that not even just that the left is all wrong, but I think that there's, you know, propaganda on on both sides and that, you know, it, it really might be one big puppet show in one type of sense. But um, I think that, that definitely we see a lot of a lot of the corruption more so on the left side and, you know, people who are really that kind of get labeled as right leaning. I feel like maybe some people that really just kind of advocate for um, the freedom of America and, you know, speak against these, these leftist agenda um, that the Democrats are trying to push. Um, and I think people really get labeled as right winged, but there are, you know, people who are far right winged and, you know, kind of feed into, to their own, their own propaganda and their own sides, um, media and, you know, news stories and, and such that are going on. Right. Yeah. It's a complex thing. Uh, people don't fit into nice little tight boxes where you can say all these people are this way and all those people are that way. Right. Uh, there's a big diversity of thought and, I, you know, you mentioned something there that kind of made me think when you mentioned the puppet show, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people have it in their minds that the government still somehow represents them, right? That they have, uh, that there's a diversity there where if I vote Democrat and I elect, you know, the people that are looking out for me, or with or Republicans, whichever side you may be on, you know, they're going to go up there and, and represent me and fight for my rights and my beliefs. When in reality, it's a puppet show in the sense that they're up there in this confrontational situation. But the people who are really calling the shots and pulling those little puppet strings, that's all a show to keep people distracted from what's really going on and who's really in charge. Now, the president is not in charge of anything. Congress is not in charge of anything. We're being told what to do by really powerful, evil people that are manipulating all of us. And they're using the media and they're using our government to keep us fighting amongst ourselves so that we won't be able to see the reality of who's really responsible for all the BS that's going on. And so it's a puppet show. Do you think that, um, cause I know that I've had some, you know, back and forth feelings about um, Trump and, you know, where he stands. 
I know that there are some things that he's done that, you know, that I don't like. And there's some things that he's done that I do like. But I mean, not everybody is going to please everybody. Everybody's going to do things that, you know, at least one person doesn't like. Um, but where where do you think that he stands on that? Do you think he might be part of the whole puppet show? Or do you think he really is, you know, trying to to save the country? Or do you think it's all one big distraction, just one big show? You know, uh, you know, all these things that we're talking about, we're looking at it as outsiders where we don't, we're not in a position to know what's actually going on. True. And that's by design, right? We're just looking at what is happening and trying to filter through all of it to figure out what's going on. Uh, somebody like Trump, on one hand, I could say, you know, this guy was an outsider. He saw uh, he saw some things that disgusted him about the way our government was operating. So that's why he entered politics and uh, he pissed a lot of people off and shook up the system and got a lot of things done that nobody else got done before. Um, but there's, you know, there's another side to it that if you, and I've studied Trump's background and uh, knew about him decades ago. Uh, at his core, the guy is just a greedy capitalist, self-serving, narcissistic, probably sociopathic guy. Um that the only thing left for him to conquer was power, you know? So mm -hmm. for a guy like that to become president was the last thing on his bucket list to pick off. And, you know, somewhere deep down inside, you can never know what's in a person's heart. I don't presume to know for sure what drives the guy. I can only go by what I've seen. Um, you know, he might have some love for his country somewhere within his heart. I don't know. I hope that was the case. Um, but I think he viewed the presidency as an extension of the Trump brand, you know? So it's like, as the country went, so went his enterprise, his personal enterprise. Yeah. So in that regard, mm -hmm. I think he did a lot of things that were intended to make the country better and stronger. Now, you can look at a lot of his policies and the results of them did just that, right? Things that the Democrats would never do and most Republicans would never do. Uh, and that's part of the reason why he's gone is because the Chinese, in my opinion, are the ones that are behind all of this. Now, they, they calculated the situation and decided we can't afford to have this guy around another four years. He's hurt us in his first administration. If he gets another four years, got, you know, from their, look at it from their perspective, they couldn't allow that.
What do you say? Yeah, you know, that's that's interesting. I think that does make a lot of sense. And I have had, you know, a lot of thoughts on how much China is behind a lot of the things. Um, I heard the other day that Chinese people were coming in and buying land in Oklahoma from ranchers for two to three times the value of the land. They were also going into Jamaica and the Bahamas and they were offering um, like large grants and loans and things to be able to build a military base there. And there was a, there's a video that a guy put out talking about this. And he said that it's not the mainstream media is not covering this for a reason because they don't want us to know about it. You can look it up on the internet though. Um, But why, why are Chinese people coming in and buying land, not only in our country, but also building a military base close enough to where they could attack us, while at the same time, the Democrats are wanting to take our guns. Mm-hmm. It all kind of pieces yeah. together, all of it. Yeah, fine, indeed. Um, you know, you really have to put yourself in their mindset to be able to understand what's happening and why it's happening. Um, We've got this symbiotic relationship with China where we depend on their goods, their cheap goods, as a big part of our economy. They depend on all the money we send their way for that crap. So it's really an unnatural, unhealthy, symbiotic relationship there. Um, If you upset that paradigm in any way, you create an unstable situation where uh, all kind of bad things can happen, right? China's sitting there holding huge amounts of debt from us, right? At any time that they chose to, They could call in that debt and destroy our economy. Mm -hmm. But if they did that, then they would be cutting their own throats to a certain extent because that would affect their economy, right? And at their core, they're a military dictatorship. Uh, You know, it's called communism, but it's all the same thing in the final analysis. It's just tyrants dominating their people. Now, whatever form of government it is, that's the simple reality of it. Um, So, uh, you know, all all this COVID and everything with the election, the fraud, uh, the media, all of it points in one direction. And it all leads back to them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. What do you think the end game is, Scott? Like, where where, where are we going to go? Do you think this country is going to see communism in the next four years with Biden being in office? Do you think COVID is just a distraction? Or do you think it's really just kind of like catapulting the whole communist agenda and, you know, kind of muzzling the people and silencing the people. If you really think about it, the masks covering your face, covering your mouth really represents like a muzzle, like silencing people. Yeah, I never 
really looked at it that way. But, uh, you know, COVID was just a convenient tool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it either it either was one of two things, right? It either was just a natural thing that came out of nature that they used to serve their political purposes, which they there's no doubt that that's happened, right? Right. All the evidence after that. Or, and this is the theory I tend to lean toward, COVID was created in a lab, in a bio lab, and they probably had this thing for a long time. And they also had the vaccine for it long ago, maybe 5, 10, 15 years ago. There's no way to know. Now, of course, all this is speculation, right? Don't anybody that's listening to this, don't think that I'm completely bought into this and convinced of it, and I'm one of these wacko conspiracy people, because I'm anything but. This is speculation on my part, okay? But I'm, I've got enough sense about me that I know that it's a possible reality, and maybe even a likely reality. You know, they were sitting on this thing, and they knew they were going to have to confront us some kind of way. And they didn't want it to be militarily, because that wouldn't go good for them. And these people are smart. They've been around, this culture's been around a long time, right? Aren't any fools over there running the show? They might be evil, but they're not stupid, right? And we're the thorn in their side. We're the only thing that prevents them from running roughshod over their whole region. You know, our naval battle groups that are parked off their shore, do you think if you remove them, that China would continue to play nice and not just take Taiwan the next day and just expand as far as they could with their brutal dictatorial oppression of people? Of course they would. I mean, look at how they treat their people. It's a slave state. The things they do to their population is just an abomination, right? And we're in bed with these people, you know? We're joined at the hip with them economically, politically, culturally even. Um, but I think, I think they realized Trump was like the wild card that's thrown into the mix. They decided we cannot have this guy around another four years. He's costing us money. He's costing us in our political ambitions. He's got to go, right? You know good and well, I'm sure. That if it weren't for COVID, Trump would have sailed to victory in the election. They wouldn't have been able to steal that election even. He would have won so big, right? Had the economy rolling. He had it all going his way. Um, COVID was the only thing that could bring him down. And it sure did, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Which is why I think that's something that they were planning for at least three years. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, the mail mail in ballots sent out, and 
How many dead people voting in this election? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've been around a while, and I've seen this stuff for decades, okay? The Democrats are notorious going way back for election fraud. I mean, anybody that's aware knows it, especially in their stronghold cities. Um, you know, Detroit, Chicago, New York, um, L.A., Frisco, you know, the list is long. Uh, these are Democrat cities that have been run by Democrats for decades, and they're in horrible places in every way. Um, when you look at um, what their their government has done for them, you know, they're poverty stricken, they're crime ridden. Uh, a lot of hopelessness. But why do the How, people? Why do people keep voting for these people, though? That's my question. If you well, look at these Democrat-run cities and you see what's going on, why do you keep voting these people in office? Right. A big part of it is the media. You know, if if people only have essentially one stream of information. When you combine that with the fact that their parents, their friends, everybody they know in their community is on board with this stuff, uh, it makes it really hard to break out of a situation intellectually like that, right? Think about what that looks like. Everybody you know, all your friends, your family, everybody around you is a Democrat. And completely down with that whole BS ideology. You're going to stand up and say, hey, folks, this is all wrong. You know, y'all have your hands up your butts. And you start talking some conservatism. You're going to be attacked. You're going to be vilified. You're going to be an outcast. That's an unpleasant thing for anybody. And it takes a really brave person to do that. That's why so few people do. You know, they go along with the crowd, even if at some level in their minds they know it's BS, they just kind of concede to it. You know, because it's more comfortable that way. I think people have become so entrenched and obsessed and and attached to this idea of two opposing sides and you have to pick one side or the other. And, you know, if somebody's a Democrat and they don't want to hear anything about, you know, right leaning um, opinions or even facts that are put out there that, you know, goes against their ideas and their beliefs. And even there are people on the right who don't want to hear the left side. I think people have, you know, become so ingrained and, and obsessed with this idea of like, I have to stay on my side. I have to, you know, listen to my side and be my side and, you know, uh, screw the other side because that's, you know, that's the enemy. It's this, this idea of like each different side is the enemy, but nobody really thinks like, Hey, like what if there's some things that are wrong with both sides? Why don't we just find a middle where we just try to find the truth? 
screw yeah. the ideas of this side and that side. Who's looking for the truth at the core of it? Right. Throw Not the ideas many. of the sides away and just try to really get down to truth. That's all right. it is. You know, it used to be a lot more like that. Back when I was your age, now there's always been a, a ideological divide in the country. You know, call it left or right, liberal, conservative, whatever label you want to put on it. There's always been a clear line of demarcation, so to speak, between those two ideologies. Uh, back in the day, everybody was American. You know, what you just described there about, uh, you know, like the good of the people, compromise, people recognized that that had to be done for the good of everyone, right? You don't get everything you want, but... And the other side wasn't um, the devil, you know. You might have disagreed with them vehemently, but you recognize, you know, I got to give a little to get a little. That was the paradigm back then that resulted in the benefit of everyone. That's all gone now, right? We've been divided, and this is by design, you know. We have been divided so harshly and pitted against one another so much that compromises are possible, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to ask yourself, how did this happen? Why did it happen? Well, it's by design, right? The people that are the people that really wield power, people that really control this country and the whole world for that matter are using this situation as a distraction, right? Yeah. We're pitted one another, you know, and we're just at each other's throats and on the verge of civil war, on the verge of crazy anarchy. Nobody's looking at, hey, who's really behind all this? No, and I think that's know. that's the scary thing, Scott. That's the scary thing is that, you know, people aren't thinking anymore. Pe they're teaching people not to think. All right, guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's what we use to make ours. So let me explain. First of all, it's free. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast, guys, with no minimum listenership. It's awesome. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. So to me, you know, that's a really scary thing is seeing how many people just blindly follow what they're told and what they're taught and what's portrayed on one side without even stopping to really question anything. And it's almost like people don't really want to question it anymore. There's so many people oh. who seem to not even, you know, want to really know what the truth is. They just want to know the the information, the facts and the ideas that their side presents. Yeah. I mean, 
part of what you're describing there is just human nature that has always been the case. Um, that's a comfort zone, you know. Probably the majority of people fall into that description. Um, they're easily misled. They don't want to think too hard about things. Uh, they want somebody else to tell them what to think and believe. And they're comfortable that way. Um, you know, it removes a lot of stress for them, right? If, if all they have to do is listen to somebody else, um, they don't have to, to stress over figuring out for themselves, you know, um, which is a real dangerous thing. Oh, absolutely. If you've got, if you've got a government that doesn't have the best interest of the people as, as part of its purpose, then you've got what we're looking at now. You've got uh, people being manipulated and indoctrinated and brainwashed, as you mentioned, um, into an ideology that could easily lead to the loss of our freedoms. And people uh, are people are kind of just handing their freedoms over at this point, you know, with the with the masks and the mask mandates. And all these things that go against our constitutional right. And people are just sure. handing them over. You know, let's let's trust the very people who unleashed this whole thing on us. Here you go. You you know, you want to control me and tell me I have to wear a mask. And you know what gets me, Scott, is that, okay, people are conforming to this mask um, mandate and, you know, the whole, like, mask rules. But then now people are being told what kind of masks they can and can't wear. So not only did, you know, I hand you over my freedom to not have to wear the mask in the first place. Now I come in with, you know, a certain uh, little face bandana thing. I'm covering my face. And now you're telling me, nope, you can't wear that. You got to wear this one now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's a really crazy thing. The whole mask thing. You know, we've, we've become so polarized, you know, in our culture now with this uh, divide that we have that every little thing just takes on a life and a, and a crazy magnitude that it really shouldn't have, you know? Like the mask thing. You know, there's a practical side to that. There's a scientific side to it. There's a, uh, a common sense aspect of it. You know, if you wear an N95 mask, surgical mask, um, probably going to protect you to a degree against bacteria and viruses and germs that could make you sick. To a degree, but a how much thing. bacteria is building up on that mask, though? Right. You know, my only point being, uh, there's an actual and a realistic and a practical side to the mask thing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's taken on this whole life of its own, right? Now it's a political statement. Now it's this, you know, icon of uh, <laughs> this whole thing of, 
you know, I personally don't mind wearing the mask when I'm in close proximity to other people. It should be my choice, mm-hmm. right? I have I have a big issue about anybody dictating to me that I have to wear a mask, you know? Isn't it ironic that the the people, the party that likes to preach to us constantly about choice and um, all these freedoms and being like in tolerance. Yeah, yeah tolerance. they're the tolerant ones. I, these are the people who are. I mean, I know this term gets thrown around a lot and unjustly uh, quite a bit, but it's Nazi esque. Mm-hmm. You know, these people, you know, are going to dictate to you. You have to wear that mask, and if you don't, you know, there's going to be all these consequences come down. Uh, that is un-American. It's a violation of our constitutional rights. If they had just been cool about it, you know, if they had just stuck with the traditional acknowledgement of people's freedoms and explained to people in an honest way and left it up to them, you know, obviously there are going to be people who behave badly and don't make wise choices. You know, you can't dictate common sense to people, right? And neither do you need to try to force feed it to them, right? But the very bottom line that we should have had through all this is honesty, where you convince the people you know, everybody needs to get on board for the good of everybody else to do this. And you'd have had a hell of a lot better response and participation in it. And then you wouldn't have had all of the harm that came along with politicizing it and trying to force feed this on people. You know, this is still America. And you still have people that remember what it's supposed to be about Mm -hmm. and they're going to buck when you try to trample on their rights and that's what we're seeing for sure but people have gotten so crazy with this going on there was a video that i saw the other day where this woman was screaming at a child who was like no older than 10 years old for calling her a a bitch and all this stuff for not wearing a mask a selfish Mm -hmm. bitch i think is what she called her Right. Yeah. People have gotten stressed. This and this is all by design, right? This whole thing is to put people in a stress state, right? And man, have they been effective at that? They've got people on the edge, right? And a lot of people are falling off of that edge. I mean, you're seeing it every day with people doing this crazy kind of stuff that we wouldn't be seeing otherwise. Um, so (laughs) it's really criminal what they're doing and there's an agenda behind it and a purpose for it. Um, and it's all bad. Scott, before we close out today, I want to, I want to know your thoughts on the vaccine. Do you think there's an agenda behind that, that it's going to lead? Cause my thoughts, I think that not only there might be some kind of RFID trackers in them, 
I think that it's going to get to the point where eventually um, people aren't going to be able to buy food or go out or go anywhere unless they have their vaccination cards. Which to me almost makes me wonder, like, is that going to end up being the mark of the beast? Maybe not. I don't know. But it's 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 a little scary to me, and I I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a distinct possibility. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways that could go. You know, like I, I said at the beginning of the conversation, as outsiders, we are privy to the facts and what's happening behind the scenes with all of these things, right? We're, we're looking at something that's happening and trying to figure out what's driving it and what's going on, you know? So we're left to speculate, right? This vaccine thing has got the potential to go in a lot of different directions, right? What we do know for sure is the people that are telling us this is completely safe, you need to do this, uh, if you don't accept it, you're you know, a piece of crap. Uh, this whole sales pitch behind this thing. And the people that are putting the sales pitch out there are proven liars, right? We've caught them too many times trying to feed a BS, right? Yeah. So why would we not be um, a little hesitant to just jump feet first into something with the potential to do all kind of bad things, right? Uh, Personally, I don't want the damn thing, right? Oh, yeah, uh, me neither. <laughs> it, it totally ought to be an individual's choice, right? Uh, if, if people want that thing, hey, go get it, right? Um, it probably even makes sense for elderly people, people with pre-existing conditions, healthcare workers, whatnot. Um, but there again, it should be their choice. How in the hell did we get to a place as Americans where our government can dictate to us, you will put this unknown thing into your body because we tell you to and because we guarantee it's safe uh, or there are going to be dire consequences to you. You can lose your job. Um, you know, the list goes on. And right? once it gets gonna, to that point, Scott, it's not America anymore. Right. Yeah. It's not. We've already gone past that. You know, this is just one example in a chain of events. Now, it's just getting to the point where people are starting to find the place where they have decided, hey, they've about found my limit. Right? Everybody's got the limit of how far they'll be pushed before they stand up and react. A whole bunch of people are reaching that right now. We're like, no, we've seen this coming a long time. And we've taken it and taken it and we've been quiet about it and we've accepted it. But now it's time where we've had enough. That's, that's what you're seeing. 
Um, I totally in no way advocate any kind of violence or any of these things, you know, whether it's on the left or the right with BLM or uh, the crazy Trump people. Uh, that's not the way. That's what they want. They want people acting out in ways that will allow them to step in and take the measures that they otherwise wouldn't be able to take. Uh, you know, if if you read very much about Marxist-Leninist teachings, they tell you all about it in their in their dogma about how you know they don't present their case to the people and say, "Here's what we're offering you: freely choose to allow us to be uh, your leaders." That's not how it works. Uh, it only happens when people are desperate, you know, when people are in some situation where they're just willing to grab a hold of anything with the hope of uh, something better, right? That's what all of this is about. It's about creating a chaotic situation in this country where people are desperate and they're not thinking clearly. And they're willing to just grab at the first thing that they illogically think is going to, you know, bring them some, something good. Um, that's by design. You know, that's what this is all about. And that's so dangerous. That is such a dangerous place to be in mentally, emotionally. You know, I can only hope that people really start to wake up and start to not focus on right versus left, Democrat versus Republican, that people really just genuinely want the truth, whether that comes from the left or the right. Um, I think that that's, we're at a crucial time. We're at, this is the most important time in American history I think, and this is the most crucial time for people to wake up. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen, I mean, it's it's going to be gone. And people aren't going to realize until their freedoms are gone and until their lives are gone. Mm -hmm. But I think that people really just, and people have lost so much touch with spirituality and had this perceived idea of, of God and, you know, like Christianity and God and everything has, there's been an agenda to push that out of society from since, you know, I remember when I was a kid that was even going on and I didn't understand it, but I think that it's, it's as important of time as ever for people to really find that spirituality, find that relationship with divine creator with a higher being within yourself um, and really just be open to the truth and enlightenment wherever that comes from. Put your, your current opinions and thoughts and um, things that you've gotten from the news or, you know, from, from your political ideas, put those aside and focus on, love and truth and light and 
true enlightenment. And that's when things will really make a change. But everything that's been going on has lowered everybody's vibrations so much. And people aren't really even wanting to question or wanting to fight. And they're just giving up. A lot of people are just giving up and a lot of people are just falling subject and walking around like a bunch of zombie sheep and it's scary. And I, you know, I really do, really do hope that people find some kind of point where they realize that they need to turn to some kind of spirituality and some kind of idea of of enlightenment, pure enlightenment, and put their their current ideas and propositions aside and just love people, take care of the people in your community. And that's yeah. what people really should be doing is taking care of each other. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great thing and a great hope for humanity. But, you know... People today are just like people in the very beginning in a lot of ways. You know, a lot of things change as time progresses, but some things remain a constant, right? And like human nature is a constant, right? Yeah. The majority of people have don't even have the opportunity psychologically to do what you just described right there, right? It's like they're not, their minds aren't open to think in the way that you're talking about. Um, they don't want to do it and they can't do it. But for whatever reason, the masses of people like that are sheep for lack of a better term, that are easily misled, right? As long as you have whatever form of government you have, if it's benevolent, it will make sure, it recognizes that for one thing, and it leads those people in a manner that there will be stability for the whole society, values, morality, peace, prosperity, you know, all the things that we want. But if you get a form of government that is evil, which is what we have, then all that goes out the window, right? And all there, there are people like you that are seeking truth and spirituality and have benevolence and love in their heart and they want that for everybody but the harsh reality is at least in my opinion is people like you are in a distinct minority right mm -hmm. and so what that means in the final analysis is if you've got an evil form of government then the vast majority of people are going to be following them down the road to ruin. That's what we've got happening right now. Yeah. And you can make all these calls for people to 
see the truth, try to explain to them, show them. You know, the Bible talks about um, having ears to hear and eyes to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are even references where God talks about uh, he will take away the ability of people, certain people, to see what's happening right in front of them. Isn't that what we've got going on right now? Oh, yeah. You look at yeah, you look at some of these people and you think to yourself, how can they not see the obvious? It's right in front of them that I can see easily. Well, that kind of explains it, doesn't it? You and, know, I never you know, thought you, about that. I like that you threw that out there. Yeah. But you, and you then, if you realize that, you got to ask the next logical question. Well, why is that? Why would God do that, right? Well, the Bible is replete with stories where God instructs his people, you know, here are my rules for you. And they're not hard rules to follow. As long as you follow them, you'll have my blessing. I'll protect you. You'll be prosperous. You'll have peace, right? And as long as the people did that, they had God's blessing. But when they started going against God, and there are numerous stories in the Bible about what happened in that situation, he finally would have enough and he'd remove his blessing. And what happened then? The same thing that's happening to us right now, right? Yeah. Uh, when God pulls back his protection and his blessings, and he even pulls back the ability of people, to see what's happening to them, the downfall is inevitable. I hope, I hope it's not inevitable for us, and I hope people turn back to God. But I don't see a whole lot of evidence of that. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't either. But Scott, we got to wrap this thing up. You know, I really, really appreciate you coming on here and talking today about this. You've got a lot of wisdom and a lot of really great points um, for people to listen to and, you know, hopefully really think about. And that's that's what we really want people to do is, you know, not necessarily take every single thing we say as fact, but to just think about it for yourselves. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with before we go? Um, I guess maybe the only thing that comes to mind is, uh, you know, like you've mentioned, stop believing the BS that the media is putting out there. You know, look for yourself and see what's going on and use your common sense because you're being lied to. You know? You're being manipulated. You're being used to an evil agenda. Don't allow that. And that's, that would be it. That's a good thing to leave them on, you know, and I hope that people really listen to that and they really take that to heart. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in uh, to all our friends are brainwashed. Again, this is Scott. He had some really great points tonight. Uh, we got another episode coming next week. We've got another guest coming on. We'll be talking more about spirituality and holistics next week. Uh, so until then, you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you, guys. <laughs>